and welcome back to another episode of Lawfully Chaotic, episode eight. Uh, we, were, we were practically having a whole show behind the scenes before we even started because we're so excited for our guest tonight. I was like, nope, eight o'clock, go. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you for joining yeah, us. Brian's uh, a real taskmaster that I way. I am, yeah. Three months, Sorry. thanks for uh, hopping in the chat. Once again, win the, uh, the award for uh, first into chat. Um, thank you to those who are joining us. Thank you to those who are watching uh, VOD after the fact. Uh, we have a very, very special guest with us tonight, Dragon Painter 468, Andy Warnkin, uh, who does some fantastic freaking painting work and, and uh, printing. Um, and we're going to showcase that tonight. We are all like super excited because... Uh, if, yeah. you, if, if you look behind Andy above the printer, there's a little preview of uh, what we're going to see later. Yeah, that, that, really, that really weird-looking dog up there. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, welcome. Um, announcements. Um, Sharon, you got it. Oh, I, I'm sorry. As usual, my fantastic co-hosts are with me. Sharon, the fabulous Barrybot, and Hello. Jason, the storyteller of TTRPG Academy. Uh, Sharon, you got any announcements this week? I'm done this week, but I will give you the weather forecast for Southern California. We are going to be experiencing some rain this weekend. <laughs> Any more snow? A lot of rain. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is it's 72 degrees today in California. Tomorrow it's going to be 54. You know what's crazy? It's <laughs> L.A. has gotten more fucking snow this year than Chicago. That's yeah. L.A. has gotten more snow than like most of the yeah. other parts of the country, except for no Colorado. Joke. No joke. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Straight um, up weird. Awesome. Jason, any uh, announcements? Um, yeah. So the uh, City Adventure um, City Adventure series, Monday through Friday, is going to start posting uh, end of March. So five new tables will be opening up uh, for the 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. spot. Um, I'm also writing up a Tuesday night table, a Thursday night table, and a Friday night table, bringing me to 16 tables, hopefully by the end of April. Um, I'm a bit. I'm a bit Hold of a gun for the record. So, huh? Yep. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, excellent. Um, what about you, Brian? Uh, I have. Oh, I got one announcement here. Um, if you want to check out, I have uh, my first collaboration with Brian Gomez, the Bearded Nerd, which is uh, his character prompt, background prompt worksheet that is now up on the shop. Um, it is a digital download for one dollar. Yeah, I saw that. That's um, cool. Bearded nerd. So, he sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah like I know. We've had him on before or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, another bearded bald nerd guy. You know. <laughs> um, so check that out. Uh, you can find that in the shop at RPG and uh, PlayRPGandCo.com. Um, otherwise, uh, that's about all I got for uh, announcements. Other than. Andy, welcome, and thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to let Sharon take the lead on this as uh, we get introduced to you and what you're going to show us tonight. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Lawfully Chaotic Special Edition with Andy Warkin and <laughs> the Dragon Painter 468. Hiya, Andy. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> so to kick things off we want to uh get to know you so where are you from and how did you get started with uh mini painting? uh so i'm from boulder colorado um 
and I started during the pandemic. I was furloughed for three months from work. Oh, wow. And I was a workaholic, and I needed something to do for the two weeks we were going to be shut down for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it was. I was told two weeks, and then in June they were like, "Hey, do you want to come back?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And you said, "No, I got too much shit to paint." <laughs> was that was that June twenty twenty one? They asked you to come back, or no? It was it was June twenty twenty. <laughs> so it was just a. Uh, it was about three and a half months of uh not working um and so i needed needed something to do and uh a friend of mine a couple friends of mine that i was playing D with and just friends in general with were like you should learn how to paint minis because i started collecting some of the unpainted whiz kids minis and okay. so i was like all right cool so i bought some paint sets and didn't really know what to do and started oh, watching so you're telling me that that you your work you started painting like three years ago yeah it'll be three years on tuesday next week wow. see that's that undiscovered uh self skill yeah. right that self talent yeah um i think that's one of the interesting kind of like narratives that have come out of this uh um uh the the covid time time you know the the time period we're all in covid Yep. I think forced us all to be self-reflective and forced us all to rediscover or discover things that we didn't even know about ourselves. I think that's an amazing story. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what are you, what are, what's your day job? What's your background? Um, so I'm a chef. I'm one of the lead kitchen leads at uh, Avery Brewing Company here. in Creativeness in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, given your talent with painting, I expected you to say like graphic designer or illustrator. Or something like that. No, <laughs> that's pretty fucking amazing. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, we were we were shut down. We shut down March thirteenth of twenty twenty, and I think March eighteenth was when I got the paint sets that I purchased on Amazon before, you know, Amazon was like, Hey, we can only deliver so many times a day. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? 10 packages is your limit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, just the other day, two days ago, I had to buy a new bathroom scale. I bought a bathroom scale. They delivered it that day, tried it out. I'm like, nah, I don't like this. I got to get another one. More than another one. They had that one there two hours later. <laughs> So I have a deal with my Amazon driver also. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, so, right? So, yeah. So I had bought some paints. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I found Jason Azevedo from Realmsmith. He was doing WizKids. Oh, Nolzer. that's awesome. Yeah, so he was oh, doing wow. the, the Nolzer's Marvelous Miniatures mm -hmm. tutorials. Yeah. So I started buying some of those same models that he was painting and found all the paints that he was using because I'd watched the VODs after mm. he had done the live ones. And so then I started painting along and kind of following how he was doing it and learning a little more. And then I, I kind of stopped following his tutorials and just tried using the same skills that I learned from that on my own. What did um, you, how did you, with the tutorials, how'd that work for you? How did that get you going? That's actually really cool. I, I yeah. never knew that there was channels like that. I mean, yeah, my poor first mini. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I've always thought about just sitting in front of a tutorial and trying to see if I could relearn and start over. Yeah, it, you know, how did that? Like, how did your brain 
process a tutorial? How'd that go? For me, it was, I'm very much a, if you show me how to do one, show me how to do something, I'll learn it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was, it was nice just to know that there was somebody out there. Cause I was like, man, I don't know how to do this, you know? And, um, I, I can show you my first mini that I painted. Um, and it yes, please, was, please. Yeah. you can tell that it's a first time. Paint I was going to say, uh, back to, back to your day job. You need to also become a pastry chef and make wedding cakes with D and D miniatures. <laughs> I, you know, I would love to, I, I actually have a friend. And I'm not mine. kidding. Like, yeah. you, could, you know, like Joe Manganello could, would, I could see paying 30 grand for like a D and D cake. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Like a tower wedding cake, but it looks like a tower with a dragon on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so this was my first mini. Oh, no way. So there's not a whole lot of, you know, like depth and color and, mm -hmm. it's very and cool. everything. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And, um, so that, well, okay. That's a lie. That's my first big mini. <laughs> big mini. Um, that was probably like my second or third <laughs> mini that I painted. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. For Over that. here, we're just going to put a little hate and anger in the teeth. <laughs> and we're going to put little bits of stringy meat and muscle hanging from the teeth. And yes, we're going to we're going to play in our happy space. <laughs> Fondant uh, sculpted minis. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be all over that. Um, so I do have some friends at work who are getting married next year, and I oh, had awesome. told them told them that I wanted to paint their wedding topper, and so we're going to make Hero Forge minis that I'll be printing, and they'll be putting on their on their cake. That so. is absolutely fantastic. Make sure you charge them thousands of dollars for that. I I am totally doing it for free because they are really good friends. <laughs> so, uh, but that yes, awesome. That is that is something that I have thought about doing at least just you know for fun not nothing crazy full long yeah. term or anything but oh my gosh um, that's amazing but yeah so then i after about a year uh, six months <coughs> or so of painting i ended up meeting a really really good friend of mine now um his name is steve smith um instagram he's sl smith mini painting he was a full-time mini painter for a while um he's since not doing that anymore unfortunately but you know life happens so mm -hmm. um yeah. and he he helped teach me a lot more of the different techniques and everything mm -hmm. um than what i was doing and if you scroll through the my instagram feed you can kind of see where like i started and then once i i met steve and then to where i am now of you know using all of the different techniques he has taught me over the years so look at those minis wow uh, and then the tarask is in here right yes oh this is that weird dragon yes that's the hyena dragon um i used it as a balor i was running descent into avernus and all my friends that are in my my group were like we kill everything you throw at us and your fights aren't easy and i was like okay challenge accepted here you go <laughs> so um that was another tiamat that i've painted i've i've done this will be my 10th tiamat when i finish the one that's up here that's a yeah. lot of heads now are you yeah. doing um are you doing pro painting then for people that commission you at this point 
Um, on I a regular? Will, I will if people commission me. I haven't had any commission works in a while. Uh, let's talk about your branding and promotion offline after the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Brian can definitely help you with that because this, yeah. this is so amazing. Yeah, the, yeah, my the Deadpool. Deadpool bus. Yep. So that yeah. was that was actually a friend of mine printed it. He wanted it for himself, and I told him that I was keeping it because I just liked it too much. He's like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> so well, it's funny when Brian showed the Beholder because when the Beholder Nolzers came out. I was so impressed with the sculpt. It, it, you know, it's, it's it's rare that miniature companies come out with sculpts that are just so popular. Yeah. You can't even get them off the shelf anymore. So I've got like, you know, I've got nine pro painted beholders up on okay. the shelf, you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I bought I bought one to paint. I've got one unpainted. And, um, and I just love this sculpt. This is right like there. one of the best <laughs> sculpts that they've done. That's my friend Juan. He doesn't count as a paid customer. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he's, he's just bubble, man. <laughs> he's here for moral support. You know, it's, it's funny because I was also going to ask you, um, uh, like, you know, what kind of paints do you use? Um, what kind of what companies miniatures do you like? It's funny because um, I find that with WizKids, um, their monsters are really great. Yes. Anything that's a little bit larger are really great. Their character, you know, the the, the character minis. Yes. Fucking hate them. Yep. I hate them. <laughs> they I... look great before you paint them, and I don't care how good of a painter you are. Once you put paint on them, they look horrendous. Yes. Um. So that, in part, is due to the fact that they run them through an assembly line mm -hmm. with primer and the primer guns just spray the ever-living crap out of them yeah and yep. so that covers up a whole lot of detail and then yep. it's like okay cool right um, and then as soon as you put a second coat on which is the paint it's yep. like it's, it's um, yeah you can't see anything anymore um yeah. barry you had a favorite you're about to point out which one oh, yes, it was the tarasque uh, scroll down a little more tell me when a little I bit mean, more. all of them are really awesome but oh Right there, it's right under that ogre. Yep. Is that the big, big one? Yeah, so that's a 200% Tarasque printout. Okay. So Ooh. I had the same people that printed this Tiamat here that we'll, we'll get to later. Um, sh they printed that out for me. Um, so on a tabletop size, tabletop, it is a correct scaled gargantuan-sized monster. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, the base is essentially playable as a oh, interesting, piece of terrain. Interesting that you say that because okay, you may you may be familiar with this, but this here. Yeah. This is my son. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is the the mini for the Simon game uh Cthulhu Death May Die. And yep. this base is actually the play surface for oh, okay. like, like the final chapter of this game. Okay. And one, and one, yeah. And one day I'm going to work up the courage to actually start painting this fucking thing. <laughs> I, when you do, please send me all of the pictures because <laughs> oh, you, absolutely. I, absolutely. I have, I painted the Reaper bones Cthulhu um, for, for a friend <laughs> yeah. of mine. I have two, the little one. No. Well, he's little. <laughs> no, it's, okay. in my, it's it's in my uh, Instagram feed. 
Okay. Oh, if it you is, go to right? it, yeah. Um, it's right. one of the earlier paintings. Um, that's one of my favorite Cthulhu's right there. Yeah, the, oh, the spawn. Yeah. Yep, the star spawn. Yep. I got a Cthulhu too. <laughs> hey, that's not fair. I got that Cthulhu. I, Cthulhu, you Cthulhu, I got that Cthulhu too, Bear Bear. Oh, here he is. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was oh, that wow. was at the time the biggest model I've ever painted. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like I don't know, ten inches tall. So decent, yeah, it's a decent, and that was before I even bought an airbrush. So that was done with all brushwork. No, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, so so when did you start uh, with an airbrush? Uh, it was right when I painted the when I was painting Demogorgon. So if you keep scrolling up a little bit, um, that Demogorgon there, yep, that green one. So that's the work in progress picture. Oh, I can see. Yeah, that's I can awesome. see the airbrush. Work. What, um, airbrush uh, what airbrush do you use? So right now I use um, an Iwata Eclipse airbrush. Um, I want to okay. upgrade. I want to. I would like to upgrade and get the harder and Steenbeck, but it's also like three hundred bucks. So yeah, that's not, I, not happening anytime soon. I just recently um, did purchase their. Uh, there's a special Ukraine uh, edition of their yeah. Infinity. Yeah. Um, and I bought one of those. Um, okay. And I started using it. It's it's freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've actually I, been I've been told that people who struggle with painting may actually find airbrushing easier. Is that what are your thoughts, uh, Andy? What, to or, an, yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Um, it's definitely easier once you if you've done more brushwork and you've painted and you can kind of know how to work it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, placing highlights and everything is a lot easier with the airbrush because then you can go back with a regular brush and kind of correct those highlights mm. and you know fine tune them. Which is what I'm getting at with this model here is now it's going to be all brushwork because I can't do an airbrush anymore on it. <laughs> so it's going to take a lot longer. <laughs> I think there's yeah. also there's also um, I think the thing with airbrushes is just learning how to use the airbrush itself mixing paint, getting consistency once you get that down then it's it's fantastic for like you said for highlights and shades and stuff um but it, yeah. it takes a bit to to get a feel for the brush yeah that's that's for sure so when i first got i got one of the master brushes box set combos from amazon mm -hmm. where it was you know the airbrush a compressor and then some airbrush paint yeah. um the first day I spent just playing and trying to like figure out, okay, if I go closer, farther away, this is what it does, you know, how thin I make the paint, just spraying it on paper towels. Like I didn't even touch a mini. Yep. And then I had some WizKids minis and I was like, all right, well, these, I don't really care if I mess up or anything, you know, they're just WizKids minis. And so then I painted an entire, the gorilla or giant ape from Nolzer's, um, with my airbrush essentially, and then just touched up some of it with a brush, but yep, that one right there. Um, That's awesome. So I have that one. So I know, so do I. <laughs> uh, but I, I get, the, I tend to for the longest time because I didn't, I don't like to paint. I buy all the collectible kits, the you know, the bricks and yep. a lot of the pre-painted ones, or I would commission locals near me in Southern California 
um, you know, to do the painting for me um, yeah. because I love to have really beautiful minis on the table to inspire the players and to inspire play yep. and to help with the immersion. Um, but I just, I mean, I just, do you ever feel like it's overwhelmingly becoming work versus uh, a relaxing thing or how does that, how do you balance that out? It, it did last year for me. Um, mm. And I ended up taking six months off and not painting. Mm. Um, and now I'm painting some more stuff and I'm very much happy, very much, very a lot happier uh, painting. And I don't That's feel like, insane. I don't feel like I have to just paint to post for Instagram, which was what yeah. I was doing for yeah. a long time. Um, now I just, I paint and if it looks good enough, I'll throw it up on Instagram. Otherwise I, I don't show anything off anymore. So mm-hmm. that rock on that model. So is this spring paint? Uh, no, that, I used, uh, I, I did most of it with my airbrush. Yeah. Um, but not, it's all airbrush. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I did a lot of it with my airbrush. Um, I did probably 90% of it with a traditional brush. Um, wow. just cause it, it is, I mean, that's golden demon quality and that's only after three years of that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's Thanks. what, that's what gets me. I mean, wow. I, I, I consider myself a pretty good mini painter, but I, I've been painting for 30 years or more, probably, you know, 35, five years the fact yeah. that you are, are at this level after three years is quite frankly astounding yeah i mean it really is jason's right this is award-winning work yeah, that's golden demon work for sure um, especially and, the aesthetics of the base blending up into the model yeah um, and to emp studios point to cesare's point it almost looks like a cg render like it yeah. feels like i'm staring at a blender screen yeah right now it's crazy yeah. Uh, you know, I my my friend Juan can uh, can attest to this. I I always say that I'm just above average for no. when it comes to paintings. Oh. No, you are <laughs> master level, and uh, no joke. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Um, I think uh, folks with talents and skills tend to do that to themselves often. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I don't feel like a very good dungeon master, um, but mm-hmm. I I've been I've been told by people I'm really good, but I still feel like. After 40 years, I still haven't improved it to the level that I'd like to get to. Right. And I think for those of the, us that focus on what we thought our talents were, it's, you know, it becomes this, this just kind of ongoing self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know, we just feel like we could always do better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, any artist or creative is their own worst critic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the, the big thing too, is I, I hang out with a lot of people who are also very, very talented painters. So I see all of their stuff and I'm like, man, this is way better than mine. And then, you know, so I just, I, and my Instagram feed is filled with, you know, Sergio Calvo and Angel Geraldes. And, I was you just going to say, Angel. Oh, yeah, Angel. oh yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He actually, actually, all of the leather stuff that I've been doing lately on models has all been a recipe of his from the Vallejo uh, mm. paint sets. So, and like doing his process i'm like man this is the this is the best leather that i can do like it's amazing so he's a great guy i've actually dm'd him a couple times just for advice and he's yep. like you know he's like yeah it's yep. he's a really nice guy uh, he, Cesare brings up a really good question 
Um, what makes you feel like theirs is better than yours? How do you, how do you like decompose their work and then compare your work in your mind when you think about that? Decompose um, well, or deconstruct? <laughs> Sorry, deconstruct. <laughs> uh, well, if you looked at SL Smith mini paintings Instagram feed and see all of his stuff, I mean his he his his work is amazing. There's a reason he's in that box set of the professional painted beholders with Ian from Iron Tusk. Um, who paints for Critical Role? But um, but I wonder. Um, what I wonder is what. Hey, thanks, Cesare. Um, but what I wonder is, someone like me who has no aesthetic for painting, I cannot tell the difference between yours and twenty other pro painters, other than the fact they all look amazing to me. Yeah, and I feel like creators look at it differently. If that makes I, sense. Yeah, I, I guess I just I I don't know. I see all of that their stuff, awesome. and it's just I think that their level of contrast and you know having mm. the very dark shadows with the really nice bright highlights, I think that definitely helps make things work look a lot better. I mean, look at the base on that. Look at the yeah, lava. I was, I yeah, was just like say the two things that that I find most amazing that wow. I still not struggle, but I still work at very hard is blending with a brush yep. and uh, OSL, which is object source lighting, which yep. is this. I mean, that is just, I occasionally can get OSL to turn out really, really well. Um, it's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of times where it just doesn't turn out right. Yeah, um, that That's where an airbrush really, really comes in handy. Yes. OSL. It's object source lighting. So it's basically it's making something look like it is reflecting the light. Here, hold on. Yeah, so if Maybe you go if you if you were to get like yes, yeah, so that that one for sure. So um, is it like a style of paint painting? No. Well to an extent. To an extent. Um, you see on the base, Sharon, like on the rocks, there's just a very slight red glow on the rock mm -hmm. next to the lava. Yeah. That's OSL. So it's like if you're carrying a lantern, a green light lantern, the green you you would have a green tinge on you where oh. it's shining on you. And if it's done right, it is it's truly amazing. Well, I think that goes to Chesray's point about it looking like a CG render, right? The way the lighting can yep. can do that on a model. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's always just amazing. Just yeah, amazing. I did that with uh the rivers the sticks ferryman guys they have a little lantern in the front of their ship um i actually printed them at 75 millimeter scale so i could use them on the board for yeah, my awesome. players to fit in the boat while they traveled down the sticks that's awesome, that's awesome. so that's that was cool. that was really cool and i painted them two different colors so that way i could you know they were like okay i'm gonna get in the the green boat and i'm gonna get in the orange boat yeah so that's uh, have you have you yeah. dabbled in any kind of 3d rendering software yet to develop your own concept of minis no because yeah. i i don't like supporting my miniature the minis i mm. like using just pre-supported models um mm. and i would rather trust that somebody who does that for a living knows how to do it better so chesra asks how you're photographing your minis once they're painted well i can actually show you don't 
judge because it's really messy right now. Um, <laughs> oh my god! An art, an art yeah, studio, messy. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, everybody we've had on says the same thing. Don't judge; it's a mess. You should yeah. see my crap lying around all over the place. So I have those two ring lights that shine right above a. I took a Chess X dice box and just sprayed mm. it black so that way it matches with the black background. Yeah. And then mm. I have some white styrofoam on the sides just to help bounce light back onto the model a little bit. Uh, Chesra, you'd be so proud. Yeah, these guys. <laughs> that's a good point. You're, you're... Oh, uh-oh. Just lost Brian. <laughs> um, Is that why it got so quiet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I shut up, Jason. <laughs> I did the same thing. I keep hitting the back button, thinking I'm in my other browser. And studio. Um, and then I just I use my cell phone. Um, I have a really nice camera that a friend of mine gave me that I've it, used it, once. Isn't that amazing? How our cell phones are so yeah. good at cameras. Yeah, now? it's like. The only thing I try to post on Instagram. <laughs> Shut up, three miles. <laughs> the only thing I post on Instagram is I like to take pictures of the battle cam setups that I do for the different tables that I run. Yeah. Um, and then I share those with everyone just so, you know, hey, tonight they're taking on this or, hey, this battle just finished or this, this and this. And I'm still amazed that it's just my phone, my cell, you know, just my cell phone. I just I haven't taken over my DSLR in probably a year. Yep, mine's been over a year, so my, the last time I used it, and the first time I used it, was for a competition where I painted my Blue Dragon, and um, I was top 20 in the world in that one. Nice. Wow. Or top 25. Do, do we have the Blue Dragon so, on the feed, we um, do. Brian? We do. I'm assuming that. this one is it. Uh, no, go back. Go back. Yeah, that is, but that's that's a new that's a newer oh, picture. So cool. That's not the right one. If you scroll down, just under the chair, nope, up a little bit, right next to the hyena. Yep. Oh wow! So that was those hey, that, were all that taken. Cave printout looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have two or three of those printed out. <laughs> Except yeah, I like obviously you did texturing for that it. That shading so. on those scales is fantastic. Yeah, look at that Thanks. that wow. black and dark underlay, and then the look at the the wing membrane. See, yeah. to me, that's the crazy shit. There's like twenty different shades. Yeah. on those wing membranes because of the way it, it they actually look like skin like you could touch them and crumple them i mean it's just yeah well it's ugh. it's funny because people who don't paint think that the details are the hardest and that in my opinion is not true what is hardest is painting a large undetailed surface like that like a cloak or a dragon's wing or something yeah. and and getting the depth and texture in there the details are easy you're just painting on top of shapes and they're going to take on their own their own lighting but yep. uh, i mean that's just that's awesome what's it like and for you Andy? to take you oh sorry go ahead bear what was that how long did that piece take you so that one took me about 120 125 hours oh sweet jesus um <laughs> why'd you rush it why'd you rush it <laughs> not to look on Barry's face <laughs> uh well, so so it was for a competition. So I started. I printed that out over Christmas of 2021, and the deadline was January 31st of 2022. 
that I had to submit photos for. Um, so luckily, I still got to keep the model. Um, it sits on top of my display case and is mm. one of my favorite things I've ever painted. It's a gorgeous blue dragon. It's just amazing. Thanks. Yeah, it, that's awesome. It, it also helped that one of the judges for that competition was Steve, my friend, and he <laughs> he really likes blue dragons. So I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do a blue dragon. That might help my chances better." <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of insider trading there. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't. I mean, they they judged everything based off of paint jobs and not just oh, it's a bright flashy model or yeah. bright, bright flashy paint job on a cool looking model. So. Now, how often do you get to play D&D right now? Like, how often are you playing with, like, being able to run tables, get your models on the table? How's that been going? I play every other Sunday. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, there you go. I play every other Sunday. I DM every other Sunday. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> um, so you guys so, have a rotating table? No, so I, I DM my own group of people and then I play with a different group of friends. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Bribes do help a lot. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. So my, all of my friends that play at my table when I DM know that they're going to get cool looking models and cool looking mm. minis and They're bosses. So and yeah, they are for sure. <laughs> um, when I told some of my friends that I was getting this giant, massive TM at, they were like, yeah, I'm not playing at your table anymore. <laughs> And I was like, "Why? It's, you're fine." Okay, it's- well, so that's a good segue right there. Get that, get All that right. beast down. <laughs> it's it's been taunting us up there. Oh. No, it's been mostly taunting you. I've got my own right there. So, oh my gosh, this one's a little bigger than yours. God. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Here we go. We're gonna compare sizes because that's what men do. <laughs> I'm like trying to crane my head to look. <laughs> oh, I should have brought up my Funko Pop team. <laughs> what I've used on table before. <laughs> oh my god, these that things are so, so much fun. Yeah, the colors though, Andy. The colors. My God, they just oh. pop. So I, this has all been airbrush work, and then I put oil washes on it. Mm. Um. So oil I took. Wash? Yeah, so I took oil paints and thinned it out with mineral spirits to oh. get to where it will be the th- consistency. And Brian, you'll understand. You know what washes are. Um, yep. So it will washes all go into the surface or the the recesses yeah. and help create depths and shadows. Um, and so I thinned out an oil oils to put over everything and then once the mineral spirits dry up a little bit and evaporate and then the oils kind of sit and dry because it's thinned them out enough you remove all of that from the highlights and then you're left with these really nice dark really nice dark shadows and undertones yeah Yeah, that's an awesome way to get uh, contrast have you ever experimented with the citadel wash those canned washes they sell um I have two pots of Citadel's paint uh, uh, washes, and I don't like them because they leave a glossy texture on mm-hmm. stuff. I've um, heard so that. I am a big fan of Vallejo paints. Um, my friend Juan will tell you that I'm actually a whore for Vallejo. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you what kind of paint you use because I use both. 
Yeah, so I use Vallejo. Um, I was actually asked, there's a company out in Germany who is trying to start doing their own paints. Um, they're very similar to Chimera paints, so they're very heavily pigmented. Mm -hmm. um, but they are very nice. Their company is Ultra Krill. They sent me a beta test. Um, oh, and wow. I, I really, really like their paints. So... Um, Sounds like but, you got a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we definitely got to work on that logo and, and uh, promos, man. Right. Um, but yeah, so I I typically use Vallejo. Um, I just it's the thin it's the paint that I just got used started using and really liked it. Um, I use a couple different Army Painter ones just because I like the the product it'll produce. So for all of the bones stuff that I paint. I always base it in Army Painter's Skeleton Bone, just because it's a really nice dark bone color. Mm -hmm. um, That's funny. Then, I find that I have, like, certain favorite colors of certain yes. brands of paint that I always fall back to. Yep. Well, Livery Green from Vallejo is one of my favorite greens. Yeah. Um, it's just a very bright, bright neon green. So, without it actually being neon. So Right. Mm. Um. What about what about minis? I, I, obviously, you print a lot of stuff, but in terms of of buying minis, what are your favorites and not favorites of uh, brands of minis? So, uh, if I buy any, I will buy the the WizKids ones just because they tend to be more tabletop sized, correct? Um, where three D printing ones are not. In my opinion, aren't aren't the same accuracy. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I recently printed a Frost Giant from Loot Studios, and compared to the Nolzers Frost Giant, it's like half the size. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, well, I have both. I, I can throw two Frost Giants at my players. I can always upscale things too, which I have done. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mind a lot of the Reaper stuff. I like their metal minis better than the bones. Um, but it seems like they don't make the metal ones for a lot of the newer stuff. Now no, they've all switched over to plastic. Now. Yeah, although yeah. their 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 bones ones are okay. I don't like that they're so flexible. Yeah, but because um, uh, the swords are never straight, everybody's carrying a, uh, like an Arabian style scimitar all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but, uh, I really like their black. Line. Yes, the bones black was yeah. yes. Those ones are a lot nicer. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if I'm gonna buy any minis that I'm not printing, it's typically the Nolzers ones. Hmm. So, what's your opinion on uh, Games Workshop? <laughs> I own one of their models. <laughs> I've never painted it. I've how primed many it. months? How many months' salary did you have to save up for it? <laughs> um, well, that was actually being as Abaddon. It's uh, you know, it's a higher higher expensive. So what was that? Seventy bucks. Uh, I think he was like 50 or 60. Yeah, so, um, actually that's a lie. I have some other, I have like their dark elves minis, but that was because a friend of mine last year and I, we played in a kill team demo at Gen Con. Okay. And so you paid like 30 bucks a ticket and you got to take home the minis. So that's cool. I have a love hate relationship with Games Workshop because right, here comes the rant cam. Get it ready. The cam. <laughs> <laughs> they make they, in my they opinion, cover. they make the absolute best miniatures out there. Yes. Period. 
what they charge for their stuff is sinful. Yes. It's horrific. Really? You yeah. know, the, the whole joke is that it, the Fort Warhammer 40K is, it's not the year, it's the it's price the point. Cost. Yeah. yeah, it's you how much it's it. going to cost you to play Fort Warhammer. Ton, I've got a ton of, ton of 40K stuff because I, I love that, that canon and that mythos um, from when I was a kid. And back then it was expensive. Now I won't even touch it. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous, which is really a shame because, like I said, their miniatures are just absolutely fantastic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um I do have I have just, a couple of their <laughs> I have a couple of their Lord of the Rings set minis. Um but I never painted them. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the the Witch King. <laughs> yeah. I have the Witch King and I've always wanted to put it together and paint it, but there's no instructions on how to put it together. <laughs> oh, um, it was just a the arm goes here. Yeah, it's just, it's just a picture, and it's like this is how it goes together. And I was like, well, this is stupid. And then I bought like an actual Warhammer model, and it has in-depth detail on which number sprue goes where, and you know, you need to do these and these and these. And I was like, well, do you, have a, do you have a favorite glue that you like to use? Uh, whatever is cheapest at the store. Exactly. I always wonder about that because I've noticed that assembling resin prints is a lot harder than traditional PLA ABS prints or plastic models in general. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if it's the way that resin prints could be more porous or if they're not cured properly or over cured. You know, I don't know all of that background about resin but i really struggled i ended up having to pin uh, a resin dragon that i purchased and yeah. i ended up having to pin it so yep. i use i use crazy glue um that's, that's what i use for ever. my plastic yeah yeah, yeah and you, you need one that's that's not liquid this is a gel actually so i found that the gel works worse than the liquid <laughs> really yeah i've never had any issues with the with the liquid the gel i always yeah i think it just depends on you know where because like you know midwest and west coast are more humid than it is where i am i'm at yeah. it's a lot drier so i don't know if that if the gel takes longer to dry here mm. versus somewhere else I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, Chesare brings up a point. For a while there, I was using liquid with a spray activator, but oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm, you know, my my younger fingers were a lot more nimble than my old man fingers, so I tend to screw those assemblies up now. And with that activator, there's no forgiveness. It's like, yeah, once that activator's on and you put those two pieces together, they're yep. not coming apart unless you clip them. And I yeah. just, and it also know. gets that hot. Yeah, well, you can get burned from it. Yeah, yeah. If you I've had your flesh. I used yeah. to do that too, and I I don't you I don't do that anymore. I got burned from just straight super glue the other day. It hit the hit my paper towel because it dripped out and it got on my finger, and I thought I like had a candle lit or something. Like it's straight sure. up. When I know she have gloves, you have. What are you using? What's that? What kind of super glue are you using? I, you know, I bought Flaming it. Flaming hot Cheeto super glue. Yeah, I bought it on the black market. It came from overseas. I don't know. super glue for you. Don't watch. It's good. No problem. It's best glue. It's best glue you could find. Exactly. Many many horses went into this glue. Yeah. <laughs> so this was also. I know 
Sharon commented on this. So this is a, a model that I've been working on as well. Oh, man. That's cool. Is what that is? your Hydra? Yeah. Very cool. But, but it's a Hydra on land? What? Well, yeah. I mean, technically a Hydra is a multi-ecosystem creature. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love the, the, the saliva. I really like the way the scales could almost pass his feathers near the head. Yeah. So I actually the Magic the Gathering has a Omni Hydra mm -hmm. card, and that's actually where I got the color scheme from. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but so I used Uhu glue for <laughs> the saliva. Interesting. So, so this is this is the only gel glue that I use also by okay. the way. For, to create that tacky kind of yep. um that's yep. interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, so you just put it on a plate, and then you, you can use a toothpick to spool it up, and then just drag it and drop it to wherever you want. Whoa! Now, in my earlier Warhammer 40k fantasy days, um, when I was still thinking I could try to assemble and paint um, before I completely gave up, um, I loved to use epoxy for sculpts. That yep. was the one thing I did kind of enjoy doing, because... It <coughs> Excuse me. It allowed me to like use a lot of extra parts and spare sprues. And I was having a lot of fun with that. You know, it was a lot of fun to do that. I still didn't like painting it. So I'd hand it off to somebody else to paint. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I was using it to try to figure out because watching Legend of Vox Machina and seeing Umbrasil with the constant drooling of acid. Yeah. I, I want to do that on the Black Dragon head on Tiamat because um, yeah. I think that would be really cool, fun effect to make. And Black Dragons are my favorite. I've painted like eight of them. So. Has any of your models inspired uh, like a quest or an arc or a sub arc within one of your games? Uh, so the Baylor did when I did mm. the hyena dragon. Um, like I said, my group was kind of giving me a hard time because they're like, "Oh, the encounters are way too easy." There was eight of them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. And you know, at, at high levels, they get a lot of different things, and I wasn't throwing hard enough monsters at them, so they were twelfth level or eleventh level. Um and my buddy was like he was joking and i was like okay cool i'll throw something at you and i had put three of the f eight people in death saves that night off of that and they're like okay let's just pump the brakes here <laughs> so yeah well and that's one of my favorite new lores with the levels of hell is i use legion all the time right yeah. to me like the lore of legion it's just such a fun playground to like pull in those like difficult opportunities, um, uh, you know, yes. and create these unique like uh, environments for the players to stumble into. So part yeah. of my collection's a little heavy on the devil demon uh, kind of side of the collection because of that, but yep. I find it's very highly used as well. Absolutely, that's where my I was. For a year and a half, that was all I was printing and painting was demons and devils because I was like, I and luckily all of the companies I backed were that's what they were putting out at the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, bring them, I'll take them, I'll take all of them. <laughs> I was super excited when Tyranny of Dragons came out, the brick set for that because yes. I mean, as much as like if you're a newer DM and you're looking for an affordable approach to collecting minis to have both use on the tabletop as well as some aesthetic to get you started. 
yep. believe it or not, those brick systems were really good because you got one big one and three little ones for like 15 bucks. Yep. I mean, that's an I, amazing price point when you really think about it. Absolutely. I totally didn't buy two bricks for my Avernus campaign. <laughs> um, I, I did not buy two more bricks of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden when that module came out. Is I this was the case where your significant other is watching? No, I, I, I'm I am single, so we are good. Oh, there you go. Then you, then you I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You get your if I was yes. single, I would be living in a box from one of these uh, Kickstarter campaigns. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Which, by the um, way, that's I've I've backed a lot of Simon's games, especially um, just for the minis. You know, you buy a game and you get a hundred minis, uh, all kind of themed. It's fantastic. Well, so question, um, have you ever had an opportunity to paint a zombie side set? I own every expansion and I have yet to (laughs) paint any of those models. I love those models. They're gorgeous. Awesome. Actually, that's not true. I have painted, uh, a few of those. Hold on. I I did, I, I did paint up a few of them. I have a friend who just got the Kickstarter for the Marvel Zombies one mm. expansion, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to paint these?" I was like, "Yeah, but you're not getting them back, so <laughs> <laughs> careful if you want me to paint them." These oh, are those like are my, awesome! These are like my always my go-to, you know, skeletons and zombies. Yeah. Well, see, that's what's so interesting. Like if. If you wanted to build a decent collection of undead to use in a tabletop, just go out and buy the one box set from Zombieside, like the beginning set. Yeah. There's like 50 minis in there. In yep. fact, and, uh, in fact, all of a lot of these, these are all from, from Zombieside. Yeah. So it's like these, it's uh, one of the things that I love about how the genre of gaming is both this, board this gaming. Of- and tabletop gaming now, there's such a variety of way people can acquire minis yep. that it's interesting to me to see how, you know, I, I started in the day of Grenadier and Raupartha, you know, and right. that's all we had. These big, heavy pewter minis that if you breathed on them wrong, they bent or melted. Yep. Um you know, they, uh, <laughs> they were like, I left a batch of grenadiers in a couple boxes in the back of my trunk one time out in the desert. I got home. They were all flat. They'd all <laughs> just gone flat because it was a hundred and it was 115 degrees outside, which meant it was 150 degrees in the trunk oh, and yeah. everything just pff, melted. And I didn't know That's that could happen. Is. And then yep. I learned a very valuable Ooh. lesson after that. Yeah, those those games. You're right. Those games are they're awesome for like a mob. You know, <laughs> they. Well, I'm glad you forgot your R because you breath just you know sex that sentence. You know, yeah, man, uh, man, you breath, Jason. <laughs> Actually, um, I'll remember that in two weeks in Debtor's Gambit, uh, Chesre. I'll remember that in two weeks. So, uh, yeah. The the D and D board games are also a great one to have. They are yeah. uh, Temple of Elemental of Evil. I was surprised. I, I mean, my buddy Brandon brought a couple of his Magic the Gathering board games in one time. Like they have models in them, and I'm just like, holy crap! Everybody's printing models now in all these different games it's just so interesting yeah sure what were you gonna say oh uh i was actually gonna show you uh a giant mini that um, oh yeah yeah yeah. do it do you still have that image uh, 
I, yeah, I dropped it in the Discord. You're going to freak out. Hold um, on. Oh, yes. This thing was so cool when she found this. And we were like, I think we talked about it. And then eventually Barry found it. Like we were talking about all the different ways people print and build models. And then Barry went out there and she's like, I found it, guys. I found it. And it's just a gorgeous model. It makes me wonder if this is something you'd ever want to try to tackle at some point. Oh, man. That'd be oh, pretty man. cool. I'm so I, I broke a Facebook page um, with posting pictures of Tiamat. Because people thought it was in my garage, <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, no, no! It, it, like, there's there's bottles of paint behind it. Like, those are not just like life size bottles of paint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they it frig it exploded on that page. It was insane. So it was cool. I, people, she wants a toddler. Like she's she she's massive. She's a big girl. Yeah. There it is. Look at Oh, this. yeah. I've seen that. Have you ever thought about tackling something like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Like, clearly, that is probably 24-piece print. Oh, you at know, least. If, if, not, if not higher. Yeah. But I am just, I'm at awe when I see something like that. It just. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just yeah. gorgeous. Just it's... the way someone tackled that is just so amazing to me. It would be really, really cool. Um, I, I, you know, I do say no, but then I, I have this, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be something that I would do once if I ever did it. Um, I have, so I do subscribe to Loot Studios. If you guys know I've any of their them, models, yeah. um, yep. they, they do a lot of statue sized print files as well so there's been a couple that i'm like ooh, that would be really fun to paint in a statue um specifically their black rider mm -hmm. that i i also painted their 75 millimeter version of really? which yeah which and you loved that one that was the one with the green oh yeah yeah that horse like yeah one of my favorites. is that is that on yeah. your feed it is yeah um th yeah the second yeah, that one right there yeah. I got all excited. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that one's gorgeous. So they Look have a staff. Oh my god, that's some pretty Share good. That, to me, that's that feels like mirror staff. You know, the yeah. there's just there's just the presence of it. You know, that's some pretty yeah. awesome cool. OSL work right there. Yeah, that, I was just about yeah, to say. Occasionally, I get really good at it. I, I get a really good version that happens to print out or do, you know does what i want it to do and i don't have to spend what's your failure five rate? hours what's your print failure rate right now do you think um a knock on wood zero isn't that amazing like when wow. i got my flash forge printer i was terrified i was gonna fuck it up yep. do everything wrong get frustrated with it because you hear all these horror stories from other people using things i leveled the bed did my very first test print and it came out perfectly fine. It was like, it was an idiot proof machine and I'm yeah. proof that it's an idiot proof machine. <laughs> well, then I must and be an idiot because after my test print, which turned out great, I can't get anything to print on my Are end. you serious? <laughs> I'll tell you this one thing I re I realized with my printing abilities was because I wasn't, I'm not an engineer by trade, right? So I don't have an engineer's mind. Like I'm very jealous of engineer type people that look at things and break them down so well 
so that when they reassemble it in their mind, they avoid all the problems that a lot mm -hmm. of us more creatives run into because we don't look at things that way. So what I decided to do was look at how they viewed the printer environment. And I told myself, I'm going to take their advice. And then I'm going to take that advice and start with my beginner printer. And I went with the FlashForge because it was an all self-contained, pre-assembled unit. And I figured, you know what? The least I have, the less I have to touch it, the less likely I'm going to break it, right? Yep. So it came in a large box. All I had to do was level the plate, insert the filament, and learn some of the basics. I was printing that night all night long and having a blast. And I feel like if we approach things that way, we might be better off, yep. <laughs> right? Like, like know our limits before we tackle it. It's kind of like my relationship with painting. I just, I don't have one with it. And rather than frustrate myself, I would rather be surrounded by people that love to do it and give them minis to paint, you know, because they love to paint, you know, yep. the, the, it's the love of it that I just don't have for it. That's why I bought an Epax printer too, is because out of the box, it's pre-leveled. You put your, load your USB, put it in, hit print, make sure there's resin in it and it's good to go. Really? So, Yeah. What are those yeah. chemical costs like for resin? Is it uh, is it worth it? Like, have you ever broke down what you think it costs you to print? No. Mm. <laughs> is that out of fear or just because you just don't care? I I don't want to know how much money I am actively Thank spending you. on it. Thank you. I, I love so, that kind of honesty. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind um, of say I, I'm a little different in the sense that I like to print affordable scattered terrain for people that are trying to get into playing D and other tabletop games. Yeah. Um, so I'm purposely scaling the resale of my prints to help people who enjoy painting and gaming not have to spend a lot of money. Yep. So I figured out that number and, and, and the hours and, and the cost relative cost and stuff like that, because I want to help people find affordable solutions for their tabletop. I don't want to be, um, What's the, uh, I don't want to be Wormwood. I don't want to be Warhammer. You know, I don't want to be, uh, you know, Games Workshop that they're at this tier of creating cults. Like, yep. I, I don't want to be in that world because it's just, it's a nutty world. Sometimes people just want to play to have fun. Yep. But, you, and know, you know, a lot of the times, like, I know that I charge a lot more than I probably should, but it's mostly when a company comes and asks me to paint for them. If it's somebody like my DM that had got me, he's one of the people who got me and told me, he's like, well, now you got unpainted minis. You should learn how to paint them. And I was like, all right, cool, fine. I'll do it. Um, he's the one who got me into playing D&D four years ago. And I, I love it. I It's one of the greatest things he ever did. Um, and I give I'll print stuff and I just leave it at his house. And he's like, you left this here. And I'm like, yeah, it's for you. And he's like, well, no, no, no. Let me pay you for it. I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, or he'll buy, he's running us through Tomb of Annihilation right now. And so he's bought some of the Gale Force 9 minis. Mm. And he's like, I'll pay you to paint these. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to charge you 40 bucks for a big monster because I get to paint something cool. Gale Force 9 terrain has always been, I've always been a fan of their terrain. I've always found it uh, affordable. Um, some of their pre-painted -pre terrain is aesthetically pleasing. Um, they made terrain. Yeah, they yeah, it's it's insane. If you okay. if you actually go to their website and go deep into their catalog, 
they pretty much, I mean, I got attracted to them because they built really cool stands. I really liked the fly stands and the, yeah. the you know, that they were producing at the time. Um, they were relatively affordable too. Um, okay. You know, so, hey, Andy, you know, um, friends is one thing, but when you have commissions, yeah, never discount the value. Oh, no, of yeah. Talent yeah. No, I it's don't. Not just the time that you spend painting. It's the fact that you can do something that not a lot of people can do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't, I know that I do charge. I, I definitely charge significantly more than I probably should. And that's probably why I don't get as many commissions. No. Um, uh, I, I, would ar- I would argue that. I don't know what you charge, but I could already say I would argue that. Well, so for hey, the, give us an example. So for that blue dragon, um, I had I had taken it to a a fair um, that a friend of mine put on at one of the local breweries, and a guy was like, "I'll give you fifty bucks for it," and I was like, "You can give me two grand for it." And he's okay. like, well, "But why?" And I was like, "Because it took me X amount of hours to print it. It took yep. me X amount of hours to paint it." Like this is also one of the highest level paint jobs that I've ever done. Yeah. So like I can reprint it and paint it for you at a cheaper paint job for, you know, less and it's not going to look as good. So like, what would this guy, what would you charge for this guy? 60 bucks, 50 bucks. That's about right. Yeah. But it is also, that is a 75 millimeter sized Mm -hmm. model. So it's not an actual you know, mini, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's I don't bigger, think those, I don't think those but, prices are, they're where they, well, should. and I think, you know, I've been taught a lot of valuable lessons about, you know, the effort we put into things. Um, mm-hmm. recently, me and my partner, um, we've been going and expanding our relationship with the fair community, um, different fairs that we go to. And, you know, people have given me some positive feedback. And in the one conversation I had, is there's enough people in the world that for every hundred that say no, you're going to find one that's going to say yes, you know, and in our creative spaces, whether, you know, it's um, Brian's approach to graphic design, my professional running of tables, your painting of minis, Barry is kind of dabbling in like the social marketing aspect and learning a lot about that. I think when we become to self-realize the amount of hours that we're putting into things, those hours have value and they have, you know, they, they should have a cost associated to them because that is what establishes the idea of our brand. And if we believe in our brand, it feels like we should be okay about setting our prices the way that we set them, you know? So, yeah, I, I would definitely say that, but I will use the Matt Mercer approach to monetizing your hobby if it becomes work and it's no longer fun, should you still do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's a healthy question that we should all ask ourselves when we, when we start delving into that kind of approach to monetizing our hobbies to a certain degree. How's Absolutely. that journey? How's that journey been for you? Um, well, there's a reason I don't do commissions anymore. <laughs> so You were falling out of love with it, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was also more of the fact of like, I was painting something that wasn't going to stay in my place. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I do really enjoy painting for other people. Um, Cause then I know that they're getting, especially when I get a picture from a client or a customer and they show me the, you know, they put a TM at on their 
table because they were finishing Tyranny of Dragons and mm. they needed a Tiamat model and they're like, hey, check this out. It's like, yeah, that looks really cool. Like, that's awesome, <laughs> you know? So Right, right. That part I do like. I um, love that honesty about the commission work, though. I love that because it's... I think it's important when people out there watch us talk about this stuff that, sure, we enjoy doing what we do, but if you're going to do something that becomes not fun anymore, then don't do it. I mean, it's okay sometimes just to take a mental break and say to yourself, this isn't fun. You know, take that break. I love that. I love that kind of discovery. Congratulations on that because that's, that's hard. You know, for me, people are like, wow, Jason, you run so many tables. Aren't you worried that it's like work? So, well, to be clear, the funnest part of my reality is playing the game. So I'm professionally paid to have the most fun possible. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I'm fine. You know, I haven't reached that point yet. And I don't believe I will because I love this game so much. Would I love to run a Cthulhu game? Probably. Um, You know, I'd love to run um, a couple other stylistic differences of games that aren't necessarily D&D. But my passion keeps me going when it comes to the whole D and D approach, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, and you know, I th- the other thing with doing the commissions. So I was painting for a friend in his et- for his Etsy page, mm. um, and it was it was mostly TMS was what I was getting paint- paid to paint. Um, and I-, I love painting this TMS model, but it was also the fact of like, okay, cool, I'm painting another TMS this month yeah yeah four of them this month like i need to break it up a little bit so do you have a do you have a favorite theme of mini to paint like dragons or undead or there's a reason my name is dragon painter i do i do really love painting dragons and if you do scroll through my instagram there's not a whole lot of dragons on there um, <laughs> right that is changing this year, I plan on painting significantly more dragons than oh, I have. Oh, you were being serious that there's not a lot of dragons? Yeah, yeah there's not a that. whole lot. Oh, there's like five or six. So that was the first TMAT that, that I painted. That purple there. worm is gorgeous. I love that. Yeah, I worm. really love that one. I no longer have that. Um, a friend of mine that I made met with uh, convinced me in 2021 to go to Gen Con in Indianapolis and bring a bunch of my models with me to show he made battle mats. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, he had a booth and I brought a whole bunch of minis and sold a whole bunch. That was the first mini to go. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's a popular monster. Yeah. It's very popular. Yeah. So um, I'm looking for more dragons. There's one. I don't have that one anymore. And dragons are super popular. And what's interesting is, um, uh, yeah. Well, what's interesting is that's also the demon from the idol as well. So the the sitting idol, and I have that one um, that someone painted for me. I have it sitting on a shelf over there somewhere. Um, But uh, I just, I don't know. It's like. Out of all my tables, I've only had them run into a dragon like maybe once or twice because I still love the rarity of a dragon yeah. in a game. Like I love that, like, you know, the Friday night game, they've been meeting for a year and a half in two different campaigns and they finally fought a red dragon 
an adult red dragon uh, two weeks ago. And oh, I, have, I have that guy right here. You know, that looks so I, cool. I had Look pulled that. him. I pulled him out because I was like, "Oh, this one's gonna get shown off." <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, that one's once again the lava man. I just yeah. love the lava. Thanks. So yeah, cool. That is so cool. Awesome. And it, I know you talked about some of your earlier inspirations. Do you get inspired by others aesthetically? Like some of your stuff has a Todd McFarlane vibe for me. Like some of the stuff that you've got has that vibe. So I am a big fan of Todd McFarlane. Um, okay. I, I may or may not own every single Kiss figure action figure <laughs> that he put out in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, like Kiss. your Deadpool had a very Todd McFarlane vibe. I mean, the, yes. the, the yeah, and, look, and Deadpool know? is my favorite anti-hero, favorite oh, Marvel yeah. character. Um, when you guys were last week, when you guys were talking about all the superheroes, that was one that like I was getting ready to say, "What about Deadpool?" And then somebody yeah. else put it. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up, you know, getting the Todd, the McFarlane magazine, mm. um, and I just I definitely like that kind of darker look to things. Not necessarily full grim dark, but just mm. just shadowy, darker, like just kind of. Yeah, Just I mean, like on the edge of uh, of possibly doing bad, but still trying to do good. Yeah, and <laughs> like Spawn was one of the first comic books I had when I was a kid. Yeah, um, you know, so I've always had a drawn towards that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, and then yeah, I go and paint something like that where it's you know every bright color I own, right? And it's right. not something that I would normally paint, but it was like I saw that model and I was like, I have to paint that because it's yeah, so a pretty model. Is that so one you? Cool. Is that one you printed or bought? I printed that's that. Wow. Um, it's mirror. And, it's kind of where mirror might be at the end of the you know at the end of the event. Yeah, she actually the. The arms, the glue points that they had for that were were in the shoulders on the arms, and mm. the keys were so small. I have broke her more times than I can count, and so she now no longer has both arms. Yeah. I can't, I can't get noticed, it to glue back together. So yeah, I've noticed that about certain models or prints that I see on Etsy. Yeah. Like I've gotten a lot better at looking what they're offering and focus in on the assembly difficulties because they don't come assembled. You got to build them, you know, and I'm not very good at that. So I've been very, very um, sensitive to that when I see it. That That's yeah. a beautiful model. Thanks. You know, yeah, it's, I... it's funny because I started with that too. Uh, like, you know, I use all the minis that I paint on the table and I can't tell you, like, I've got some, you know, that I just love the way they turned out and then oops the staff snapped off or the horn snapped i'm like fuck so i'm always torn like you know you paint it and it turns out so well and you're like well now i don't want to use it because it's going to get beat up yep i so i have i have a rule at my table when i put down a big model my players are not allowed to touch it and i'm the only one that gets to move it Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm usually the one breaking my. Oh yeah, no, yeah, because I I don't care if I break it. Like that's on me. But if a player breaks it, then it's like, oh man, you know, they feel terrible. I just don't want that to happen. Yeah, you know, I don't want them to feel bad about it. I'd rather just be like, ah, crap, I broke I broke my own model. Now I got to fix it. Yeah, you know. So and luckily I play at my place, so I have a bottle of super glue real easily available. Same. 
at all times. It's right behind my DM screen. Like utility belt or something. I got the blue tack right behind the screen as well, just in case. <laughs> so oh my gosh. Oh, we but, did it yeah. again. Somehow we killed over an hour. I know. How's that I happen? I don't know. It flies well, by. I mean, like you said, this is a gold mine. We could talk about minis for a week straight. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we could for sure. Okay, then part two, everyone. So tune in. <laughs> well, actually, what would be a fun subject? You let me know. I think what would be a really fun subject to tackle is the idea of you know 3D printers and you know yeah. the journey, uh, learning them, the differences between the different types. I think that would be a lot of fun uh, to potentially uh, have a conversation about in the future. Definitely. Absolutely. We'll have you back. You're now friend of the show. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to send you uh, one of my uh, Black Dragon t-shirts also. Okay. So we'll, awesome. uh, we'll hook up uh, after the show on uh, DM. So Yeah, definitely. Um, Sharon, you want to uh, wrap us up here? Wait, shouldn't we do rollies? No, let's let you. I'm going to defer nah, to you. I'm deferring to you. To let it yeah, Dragon Painter was. Yeah. So, first of all, thank you, Sharon, yep. for procuring Andy to come on the show yes. for us. So, I think you uh, you get the honors of uh, of uh, Rollies, winning Rollies tonight. By, uh, <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Lawfully Chaotic Special Edition with Andy Warkin. Woo! Dragon Painter 468. You can catch him over on Instagram. And where else can we find you? Uh, I'm on Discord. It's the same name. Um, y- you can find me on TikTok. I got two whole videos. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, Start. That's another work in progress. It's just, you know, it takes so long to take pictures and then post it on Instagram. Plus, then I need to make a reel to post it on TikTok. So, yeah. Um, I mostly am active the most on Instagram, though. I don't, I'm not a, the biggest fan of social media. So, but. Cool. But yeah, if you, anybody who contacts me and, you know, wants to have, has questions about painting and. Yeah, Feel I would, free to shoot me I messages. Would, I will. Yeah, I would definitely recommend following um, Andy over on Instagram. The pictures are gorgeous. Yeah, if you're looking for inspiration, yes. I think uh, I think if you're looking to spark up a conversation about that inspiration, Instagram by far is your best showcase that I've seen so far. It's pretty amazing. Thanks. I agree. Yeah, so thank you for joining us, Andy and Jason. Yeah. Where can we find you? Oh, I was about to point at you, Bear. Uh, you can find me over at the Twitch space. Uh, all my socials are over there. Uh, join us on our Discord. We have almost 400 members on our Discord. So that community is always trying to grow and help each other play. Um, you can find me. You can still find me in the Twitter space um, where I try to not become you know, lost in the miasma of, of the weirdness of that space. But uh, Instagram is where I like to showcase the campaigns. Twitch is where I we play some of those campaigns live, and I'll let Barry. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this really well. Oh man, we got a point, at Brian. Okay, <laughs> point, at, point at Brian. Not so fast. Where can we find you, Brian? Um, RPGandco.com on uh, Instagram is the best place to find me. Oh, you can always shoot me a DM. DM. Um, I love to uh, to just shoot the shit about anything. Um, also Linktree slash RPG and co. And the website is play RPG and co. And, uh, 
Yeah, Andy, you have uh, inspired me to start painting again. I, I have not picked up my brushes in a couple <laughs> months because I've been super busy, but you have inspired me. And nice. Mary, where can we find you? Hey, guys. So you can find me over here over on Instagram at BarryBot and at TikTok and all the other interwebs uh, that's out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Lawfully Chaotic. And remember, TPK, tell a story, play a game, and be kind. See you all Good next night, week. Good night, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye.